Hello, advanced English learners. Welcome back. Greg and I have a fun conversation for you that hopefully will also help you with your job search. So today, we are going to talk about how to start applying for jobs in the U.S., and we're going to share some insights and tips for you. All right, let's get into it. We'll be right back after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Greg. So we're talking about the job hunt, the job search, how to effectively and productively apply to jobs. Yeah, this has changed a lot over the years. Yes. When uh, we were younger, the job pro job search process was very manual. It felt very manual. There weren't that many online resources available. So you basically had to pound the pavement, yep. talk to people, knock on doors, knock on doors, you know, tap your network, figure out who, uh, who knew who, and, you know, slowly find your way in a very manual way. Um, and when you're submitting your resume, you know, it was done in paper and you'd print it out, you'd print it out, bring it in, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes mail it in. Sometimes too. mail it in. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, these days a lot has changed, hasn't it? Really has. And I think, well, hopefully for better and not for worse. But now, you know, a lot of it is done through search engines and job search, job boards and job sites, right? And the biggest one, the largest network that you might have heard of starts with an L. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> right. So who's not sponsoring this, this content, I know, but I wish maybe, they were. Maybe they could. Maybe they should. But yeah. yeah, LinkedIn is amazing because it's very it's very approachable in that you want to like you want to be on there. It feels very much like a social network and it is in a lot of ways, but it's a professional social network. And so a lot of people are posting content there now. There's definitely a lot of action on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn has become sort of the nexus for all things professional, right? Yeah. It's it's essentially your professional identity. A nexus is essentially a central point where a bunch of different things connect to, yeah. a hub, uh, right? And that's the way they like to position themselves for yeah. the user um, as, you know, any, it's, it's kind of like their living portfolio, yeah. right? They you can, can post on links. Yeah, you can post articles that you've written or, or that you find interesting. Um, if you have a web page, you can sort of create a LinkedIn page for that web page or business. You can create a LinkedIn and link that to your your profile. Mm -hmm. um, and so that you get this really dense 
um, and you know, basically an all-stop shop for everything that, that is you mm-hmm. in the professional world. And then you can add people to your network and you can connect with people because you can sync your address book. And so they'll find your emails and they'll say, oh, this person from college is on LinkedIn and that person from that job is on LinkedIn. And then you start building your network, which is important because a lot of the people that I have spoken to who have gotten jobs have been from people they know. So you really want to leverage your network. Yeah, it's true. You know, we were talking about how much has changed. Yes. That's one thing that hasn't really changed, which is while it's become much easier to find jobs online, the knowing a person at that company um, is still one of the best ways to get your foot in the door. Right. And that's because they know you, they know your work ethic, they know the products you've created, the, the work that you've put in, they can speak to it, right? They can speak from a very, uh, a standpoint of really knowing you. Yeah, there can be confidence. A a lot of hiring, I would argue that probably the most important factor of hiring someone is trust, right? Can you trust that this person is who they say they are, that they're going to do what they say they do, that they're able to do what they say they can do, right? It's that trust. And so if there's someone at the company who can vouch for you, um, that immediately solves the trust part of the equation. And then it just becomes sort of this discussion about cultural fit, like you meld with the culture. But if you can get past that trust point, um, a lot of the the friction has been removed from the the hiring process. Definitely. And so a great place to start then, that being said, is to create a profile on LinkedIn and upload a professional picture of yourself, polish up, dust off that resume, and then you can manually put in different work experience, education, skills. What's really cool now is that for each role that you have and you have had, you can tag skills. Um, so you'll say, you know, writing, interpersonal skills, engineering, web development, whatever your skills are, and you can put them in those blurbs so that they're searchable because the SEO will find them. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole uh, second part of LinkedIn that we haven't discussed is for the recruiters, right? So LinkedIn is very helpful as, you know, a candidate looking for a job. Exactly. Um, But it's also, in fact, it's much more valuable for the recruiters who want to find candidates. You can imagine before there was LinkedIn and the internet more broadly, it was very hard for companies to go out and find the people they needed. They needed to basically throw big career fairs um, and expensive events to, you know, attract the kinds of people that they hope to attract. Whereas nowadays, because we so diligently put all our information online, they can use a, a tool like LinkedIn yeah. to quickly filter through the thousands, millions, hundreds of millions, even billions of people um, and find the, the best matching candidates and reach out to them directly. And a lot of it is that already, if you have a YouTube channel or if you have a portfolio or if you have, you know, uh, any type of evidence of your work online, that's already a huge plus because the candidate or the hiring manager starts to get to know you. At least they get to know your work. And if they reach out to you and say, oh, yeah, we love your NFTs, you know, <laughs> or we love your writing samples, you know, they might approach you because of the living portfolio that you have online. Yeah, having that portfolio is huge. Whatever it is you do, um, whether you know, you're know uh, you a coder and, and have a website that you built or an app that you can show, 
or a code repository, yeah. or like you're saying, if you're a photographer, a designer, and an you artist. have a portfolio, an artist. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it is sometimes harder to have a portfolio if you're more in the services industry. I think that's right. Um, yeah. Like how? What kind of portfolio does uh, an investment banker have or right. an accountant? Right. And so that's where LinkedIn also is really powerful because you can build connections with other people, or you can create connections with other people on it. We'll be right back after this short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So um, that, that helps solve a little bit of that trust dilemma that we were talking about before. If you're connected to a bunch of people, for example, I went to business school, right? So I went to Wharton. Um, how do they know that I went to Wharton? Well, you know, just because I put it on my profile doesn't mean it's for sure. That's it's true. the truth, right? That's true, of course. So one way they can tell that it's legitimate is they can see that I'm actually connected to mm. a lot of other people that went to Wharton around the same time I did. So that increases the likelihood. So LinkedIn not only is a great place for showing your portfolio, it's also a great way to prove that you have done the kinds of things you say you've done because people can actually comment on, on them and say, oh, yeah, he, he actually did do a great job here. Or, you know, she is really good at what she says she, she is. Right. They can endorse your skills. So people, if you list 50 skills, they'll, they'll show like the top three skills that people have endorsed. And then that will be front and center of your profile. And so you might have skills in whatever they are. People will vouch for you. They'll say, yes, uh, Jane is really good at X, Y, Z. And so they can see that, okay, well, these people agree with you that you have good skills in that area. Yeah. And I know we've talked a lot about LinkedIn. We should probably talk about some, some other ways yeah. to, to, to get jobs. But yeah. one more thing I wanted to add about it, and this isn't specific to LinkedIn, right? There are other hiring sites that do this too. Indeed is another Glass big one. Glassdoor. Glassdoor is hiring now. Yeah, they Great. do. Great, they should. I think. I'll um, fact check that. Maybe someone can fact check that. But you're right. Indeed.com is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Glassdoor is great for getting reviews yeah. on, like what is on, it like? on companies. To but work it, at that company. It would totally make sense that they also have profiles. I, I, I think you're right I, about that. I thought I saw that recently, yeah. but I can I can double check. But anyways, one of the other things that that's useful about these sites, these aggregator sites, is that they can provide recommendations to you as well. Yes. So you put in what job interests you have. Yeah. And they and can And you can use, upload your resume and they'll filter out keywords and such. Exactly. So they'll use the information you put on there to select you know, opportunities that they think might be a good fit for you. So it does a great job of bringing the opportunities to you uh, and bringing you to the opportunities. All right. So the other thing that people might consider doing is something like a networking event. Yeah, exactly. So we've talked a lot about using online tools to find jobs. One of the ways um, that you can do that offline that's yeah. also very powerful is going to these networking events, right? Um a lot of companies will host um, conferences or participate in conferences where they send a bunch of employees. If you also attend those conferences, you can go there and actually have a chance to interact with the employees and develop a relationship with them, give them your business card, let them know, you know that you're interested in the kind of work they're doing. 
I can get a conversation going, start to develop some rapport and potentially leverage that um, to um, create you know, more of a meaningful conversation about uh, hiring opportunities at that company. Definitely. And then you, know, you can always show them your portfolio or direct them to your LinkedIn page or your Indeed page or your Glassdoor and try to, like Greg said, get that rapport building going. Because again, it's not just what you know, it's who you know, right? And so if somebody thinks very highly of you and they think you, uh, they think of you as a capable and competent person, which you are, you want that person to also think that. And then if it's a hiring manager or a recruiter, that's even better because they're in a position of power where they might find an amazing job opportunity and they'll tap you on the shoulder for it first. Yeah, exactly. And what they find is that, uh, what we find in general is that as humans, we, we put a higher premium on in-person contact, right? On in-person interactions. And so by going to these events and actually meeting these people face-to-face, yeah. it's, it's, it tends to be much more durable yeah. um, and compelling compared to just, you know, scanning a LinkedIn profile. Right, or so emailing that, someone out of the blue. Right, exactly. So that in-person interaction can go a long way toward deepening uh, the, the connection you have with that person versus online interactions. Yeah, and the second best in terms of high def definition would be a video conference call or like a, something like a Zoom or a Google Meet where you can see the person face-to-face, but it's not in an in-real-life context. It's over the World Wide Web, but that's the second best. If you can get yourself to a networking event or a job fair or something where people are congregating to a space where they're networking and it's a professional event, then you know, try to make the effort to be there. Yeah, and, and you make a good point, which is there are actually quite a few uh, virtual networking events as well that you can participate in. It might not be as effective as an in-person event, but it is also more efficient, right? You don't have to go to the, the event. You don't have to pay for travel. Um, and you can do a lot more of these in a single day. And so those at least still show that you're you know, proactively engaging with the company, engaging with things that they do um, and that they value. So those are definitely a great um, sort of alternative that, yeah. that can be more accessible for people uh, than the in-person events. Right. And maybe if you want to get a feel for the company culture or the type, like what it's like to work there, or just any other questions you have that are specific to a certain company, then you might want to scan their website and their LinkedIn page and see if there are any of these free virtual um, events that they're hosting and get a sense for them. And then, you know, chat with someone from that company, maybe some employees as well, and hiring managers, ultimately, if you can. And then if they're and if you like what you see and you have a good gut feeling about it and you say oh, I want to work there, then you might be able to find something in the in person setting and get yourself you know um, to that location and make the most of it that way. Yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. So amazing, and there's so much to say on this topic. We will happily dive more into it if you feel like this is something you want more insights and advice and suggestions about and just hearing our perspective on it. And then the, the, the next thing I'll say as we wrap up is the first thing that you should probably do is dust off your resume, polish it, 
think about the types of roles, even if you have a job, like what would be the next step for you career-wise? Or if you want, if you're looking to pivot and change jobs, what would be that next step? So with that in mind, polish your resume, dust it off, get rid of the cobwebs, and then put it online. So do it in the form of a LinkedIn profile, and then an Indeed profile, and then a Glassdoor profile, and then check some others, see what else is out there, and start making those connections. Yeah, and, and when you do that, be sure to be selective like about what you, you put on there, right? We, we've all done a lot of things, yeah. but and it's tempting to just put it all on there. Everything. <laughs> but if you're looking for a specific type of role, the better thing to do is be quite selective about what it is you're showing there. Tell a story that's focused, right? Um, that way it's easier for the algorithm to understand what it is you've done, and it's easier for recruiters to understand the type of candidate and the type of value that you provide to the company. Amazing. So start with that. And then if you're looking for some interview prep and the interview process practice, you can check out, we have hundreds of lessons specifically on interview prep on the other channel that we have, Explearning. And that's on communication and social skills and public speaking and interview prep. So definitely check that out. It will be linked below so you can find that easily or just go to explearning.co. And then if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave us a nice review. You can leave up to five stars and we really appreciate that. That really helps us out. And feel free to share the podcast and the YouTube channel and then subscribe to our newsletter at advancedenglish.co. All right. So with that being said, I think we're going to see you in another one of these amazing lessons. All right.